We love truth, even when it hurts. Hey guys, Wendy is not with us today. She had family obligations, but we have not been here for a second because of family obligations and life is like super cray cray. But I have two very special guests, two of my favorites that I cannot wait for you to meet. We are going to talk about young adulthood. It was just yesterday, I promise. Maybe not. It's been a minute. But I have with us two of my absolute favorite people. I have Josephine Alcorn and Ross Steele. They are ministry leaders. Uh, They lead a group called The Herd here at Life Church, which we'll hear more about, uh, where they fearlessly... Fiercely, ferociously, ferocious. That was the word initially <laughs> that they lead our young adults uh, in discipleship in Christ. Ross Steele is our campus pastor at our Pendleton campus. And so, guys, welcome to the Shooting Straight podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. We've talked about this a long time ago, Ross, about having you come on, um, even though I've not yet been invited onto yours. Hold on a second. (laughs) It's okay. I've had family family (laughs) obligations, so I haven't even been posting. Whatever. (laughs) Your parents have kept you very busy. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I I see. I don't know all the sound effect buttons on here. There was probably a good one for that. But hey, so we, um, Josephine, not only is over uh, working with Ross over the herd Mm. ministry, but she is a Life Church intern with our next gen ministry, working side by side with yours truly, ministering to our kids and teenagers. She's an amazing, she has an amazing work ethic and she's a great writer, editor of curriculum, which she loves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is funny because I was definitely a math and science person and always say that I hated writing. So, but you're really good at it. Thank you. It's working out. Look at the Lord. (laughs) Well, I can't really do math for Jesus very often in church, but sometimes (laughs) you can. Finance, I guess, is math. I think there's a lot of math. I can't just sit there and do chemistry chemistry well in the church yeah in the church is hard (laughs) although god created science and chemicals well some (laughs) never mind i'm gonna stop talking (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say are we going there i am not i am not going there right now (laughs) we can let's just do it i don't care um (laughs) but i am clearly not a scientist and chemistry is not my jam as a matter of fact we had one um probably wasn't even chemistry but i think it was biology i don't know it was one of those classes where you had to dissect things in high school yeah (laughs) and we had to do a sheep's eyeball Mm -hmm. well the inside of the eyeball was the lens which actually looks like uh an opaque kind of yellow jelly bean yeah and um, Did you eat it? Don't tell me you didn't eat it. No, we didn't eat it, oh, but okay. we, we played with it. And Bean we boozle. shot it. It like went, and it flew across the classroom, and we never did find that sucker. Like, it could oh be gosh, there still yeah. today. Somebody probably ate it. Maybe. They probably thought it was They're, they're playing Bean Boozled. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a sheep island. That's so disgusting. Anywho, uh, so, yeah, Josephine's extremely smart um, and likes science, so... Yep. There's that. Well, why don't you guys start? We're going to talk about being a young adult in 2022 because we were talking before we started about how um, Ross uh, actually graduated about the same year as my daughter and how culture and public schools have changed so drastically 
since yeah. 2015. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. But before we get to that, can you just kind of do a little bio, introduce yourself, tell us your story a little? Um, yeah, so I graduated in 2018, so I was born in the year 2000. Um, There's a song for that. Yeah. There is. A Jonas Rose. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my dad was a youth pastor, and then my parents actually ended up getting divorced when I was six, and so that kind of started that, I don't know, like the two homes and kind of going down that road, um, and then I went to public school, and I went to Westfield High School here in Indiana. I don't know if people are watching from out of Indiana, but I don't well, know. Well, they're not watching or listening, yeah. actually. But <laughs> okay. well, I don't know. I've never done this before. Um, but yeah, it was good. And then my mom got remarried. And um, yeah, I would say life at my dad's was definitely harder than life at my mom's. I learned a lot of just growth of myself and my own faith for, through that process because it was definitely challenging. Um, There was a lot of things that were questioned, faith that was used for harm, I would say, in my life that really made me question whether or not, like, Christianity and this idea of faith was something that was good um, because it just felt like I could never live up to the standard that um, being a Christian was, which, you know, you learn that you're never perfect, but the way it was presented to me was just not ever good enough for, um, for Christ and for that relationship. And so I learned a lot of just being firm in my own faith and making my faith my own through high school. And um, my mom got remarried, and then she, um, when I was really little, and then they got divorced my senior year of high school. And my senior year was kind of like the pivot of my life. Um, I was a Christian, definitely, but that senior year, my mom and my stepdad got divorced. Mm, like, it was not a good situation. And then my grandpa died, and there was just a lot of things that happened my senior year. My dad and I were fighting a lot. Um, and so then I went to college. I went to Cedarville University, which is a Baptist Christian school. I went there for a year, and that was when I was really able to take a step away from my parents and what I've been taught and the churches I was going to and really was able to make my faith my own and because I had that separation and I had that distance um so I was able to really understand um what being a Christian meant the good things that come from it not all the bad things that I was told and what I thought um that I can be loved by Christ um and all those good things so pretty much it and I don't know now I'm here I graduated college in August I ended up transferring to IUPUI um and then I graduated in August and I got married this past January so figuring out the next chapter of life Mrs. Alcorn Mrs. Alcorn are you used to that yet yeah are you nice I think so hey what was your last name before because I already forgot it Collier oh yeah that's right yeah yeah. What a story. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing. I have some questions that popped in my head while you were talking that we'll come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to hear from Pastor Ross Steele. 
Yeah, or you just say, you know, Ross, but hey. I heard you I'll don't like it. being called pastor. Someone told me that. Well, it was probably Josephine. <laughs> it's probably me. I call him she Pastor Ross. <laughs> uh, it just feels weird. I don't, and I just haven't gotten used to it. But now at the campus, like I, people call me that and it's gotten more familiar, but it just felt really weird at first. Uh, so I tried getting people to call me PR. But then no. Josephine is like, no, it sounds like you're in a PR crisis all Which the time. Which probably blah, 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 blah. is. Whoa. What's a PR crisis? Uh, public, personal, relate, public relations. Public oh, relations. yeah. Public yeah. relations. That's what came to mind. But I think, wow. Yeah. Okay. PR yeah. crisis. Like if you do something bad and you got to get PR. It's not good for PR. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, we don't have that issue. But okay. uh, I am the youngest of six. Um, grew up actually at one church uh, for the most of my life. I went in... Um, that was Faith Church in Anderson, and then my dad moved us in 2011 to Life Church um, when it was just the Fishers campus. Um, then I went off to college and um, kind of drifted a little bit. I didn't really find a real real church home or anything. And like I said, I grew up in church, but I didn't really know like have a real relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I filled the void that I had in my life with everything besides the Lord. So at a young, like probably fifth grade was when I first, first saw porn. Uh, I kind of filled it with that for a little bit. And then once I got to college, then it was like, uh, drinking, uh, not really like hard drugs. They were just like over the counter drugs, like painkillers and stuff that I would take a lot. Um, and, then also just relations with, with women. And, uh, then he went to college. It didn't get any better. Uh, got into some harder drugs, um, still drinking, still those relations. And then it wasn't until after, uh, leaving university was, um, I had a conversation with my good friend, Devin, as you guys know him. And I said, man, what are we doing with our lives? Like I'm living my life completely wrong. Something's missing. I don't know what it is. And I was like, do you agree to be a accountability partner for each other because he agreed he was not the same boat but he had his own issues and um we kind of said yeah and we walked through it together we started a uh bible study just us two and then we invited some friends and then in that i really grew um in my relationship with the lord and then following that year actually uh passion 2020 would have been 2019 going into 2020 um i uh, was there. That was a big young adult conference down in Atlanta. Yeah, 65,000 young adults there, 18 to 25 year olds. And it was such an incredible experience. And, and it kind of changed everything, how I saw everything, how I viewed God, like everything about it. And then I really got involved with Life Church, um, serving in various different capacities, however I could. And I knew God had called me to ministry of some sort. I didn't know what it was. Um, and I've just kind of been able to say yes to just about everything that comes my way just because I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and maybe it's not long-term, but it's definitely, uh, helped grow me to what he does have for me. And, um, my testimony, there's obviously, that's just a brief overview of kind of what, what's happened, but, uh, we got to save some time for getting into the actual <laughs> podcast. No, I, I there's to, so many things I could say. Yeah, there is I, I was in a similar boat where recently in the past few years was kind of when I started coming to Life Church and I came by myself. I My aunt goes here and so I knew somebody that went here, but my parents didn't go here. And um, it's kind of a similar thing where I got 
the more involved I got and more I realized, you know, that this can be my own thing was when I got my call to ministry and kind of the same thing. I was going to school. I was double majoring in chemistry and forensic science. And then, um, God was like, well, that's not really where I'm going to have you. So ministry is kind of where I put my focus from there and kind of, like you said, just kind of said yes to the things that came along and here where we are. Yeah. And here you are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I love your stories and what a blessing. I want to say to Life Church, but I'll just say to me personally, I think so highly of both of you. Um, I am a mom of two young adults. Um, and so I just see such high quality stuff in you guys. And I just see the Lord in you. And and I think that's really it is like when a heart has sincerely um been changed and moved by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. There's just a natural um, unity family yeah. that just kind of happens. And so I love you both. So thanks for being here. We love you. Well, love I can't you. speak cross, I guess. I was going to say we love you. But <laughs> oh, I can okay. That's screen, okay. So. That's all right. Thanks. <laughs> and I love that you talked about the Passion Conference. Louis Giglio, right? Yeah. Yep. Louis Giglio. I cannot imagine. Started that in 97. Yeah. He's when an, I was born. He's a force. He is. He is a force and he's tireless and just so wise mm-hmm. in what he says and how he says it. Yep. So, um, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about life in 2020 at your stage of life. It's 2022. In 2022. What did I say? 2020. 2020. Yeah. COVID it's really okay. I just <laughs> said 2020. You did so just say okay. we were talking about passion. Yeah. In 20, yeah. No, it's all right. Oh my There's gosh. grace there. Thank yeah. you. We'll give you grace. Thanks for the grace. grace. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Calling me grandma is not an insult. No, I know. I grab a hold of we it. And if this, this were before. video right now, I'd be holding up the picture. Right, the picture. Here, I'll show you. Oh, here we go. No, it's okay. I won't do it. You well, actually, I like looking at other pictures. No, it's all right. I have one hey, right here. Remember, legit. nobody's watching this. I know. But look at that. Isn't that, oh, doesn't he look like his mama a little bit right He there. does, actually. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's my life. So yeah, people call me grandma. Uh, one of our other pastors likes to do that. He thinks that he's sticking it to me when he says yeah. that. I'm like, that's just no, it's great. exciting. It's you a stage of my life bucket. you're in, and that's yeah. exciting. It's all good. Although it is weird working alongside people that I'm old enough to be their mom. That's a little like weird. Me. Like you guys. Like me. Yeah. Because uh, I'm literally the same age as your daughter. And I'm younger than your daughter. Yeah. Gosh, wow. That's okay. Way to age you. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's good. Um, I, I've. You know, I no longer have kids in my house, so now yeah. I get to mother you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Right now, they're like recalculating. Yeah, we feel it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, 2022, though, it's crazy. Wild. Um, you talked about, I think, uh, how 2015, when I actually graduated, is when, you know, pride really built up, mm-hmm. uh, how it was really starting, I guess, to come out. Uh, yeah well Maria was at Fisher's High School my daughter and and I remember her junior or senior year they had uh, a a gay lesbian pride thing um, and people in the gay student association or whatever it was were Mm -hmm. wearing purple and so she and her friends from the church decided they were going to wear white that day to represent Mm -hmm. but that was like the controversy like that's huge that was huge in 2015 and we're not that far from it right and it's so vastly different. I think it has more to do about just um, immaturity. Like we're young. The male brain isn't fully developed till they're 25, right? And that 
you know, has some to say. Josephine, is that actual science or is it like 30? I I think it's all brains are 25. (laughs) All brains? Everybody said men. No, it's all brains. Okay. Well, all all brains are fully developed. If you told me, are we talking about maturity wise? It's a little bit different. Well, maturity. No, I'm like 12. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, we look at it. I think it's just, it's immaturity uh, that has parts to do with it, but also like wanting to be liked by people Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with it as well. Um, where you have some very few people nowadays, especially young, um, you know, high school and to young adults who don't stand up, who don't, you know, they don't make their voice heard because they're afraid of offending somebody, um, or they're afraid of somebody not liking them. Yeah. And that's a big thing that I've seen. I mean, even in our latest election, uh, there was a statistic that came out, married men, married women, single men, single women. And they were all majority Republican votes. And then drastically, once you get to single women, it changes to 78% were Democratic votes of single women. Yeah. And that's because, my opinion, is because the whole abortion thing that came out. They were all emotional about it. And sure, there's emotions involved, but it's not, it's not biblical. Well, and looking at the long view, what we've done in our country is we've chipped away at the value of men. Um, I mean, going back to the 60s and 70s with the feminist movement and, and, you know, I have a time in my life where I was, I'm woman, hear me roar. Like, but what you've seen, and we've talked about it before um, in sitcoms, how the dad is always the stupid you know, he's always the one who doesn't get it, who's being made fun of. Like we've downgraded the value of men to where um, they are not seen as important in a family, in a life. And so women are are not valuing that they need a man in their life. Um, they're easily discarded. Men, I think, are at a I, I'm like, honestly, sometimes I'm asking, like, where are the men? <laughs> like, yeah. the masculine right. men. Because I think what we the message we have sent to young men is masculinity is wrong. It's toxic. You don't have a role to play in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Josephine, I was going to ask, you said you went to Westfield. Mm-hmm. Did you... Um, because you did know the Lord and I know that was a journey for you finding your own place with Mm -hmm. him. But did you, what was that high school experience like for you? Yeah. So I actually had a really good high school experience. Um, there were those things. Um, and to touch on what Ross is talking about, I think part of the reason why you see it so prominently in younger people is because, I mean, everyone's so easily influenced. We're all easily influenced. But what this generation and our generation has access to is a lot of social media platforms and a lot of, like, that instant, like, here's your phone. It's all right here. And so that wanting to be liked comes also from that influence. So you're hearing those loud voices from the media or people who are posting things, and that's what you think you have to do as well and you have to believe. So that was, like definitely part of my high school experience is hearing that but I kind of just was like I'm doing my own thing um I had my friends that were Christians as well and so we just kind of I don't know went through the motions um and then I had teachers that I knew were Christians who were backing me up but it wasn't like a huge deal um like we did have like the GSA like the Gay Straight Alliance and there were those kinds of clubs but 
you still weren't allowed to like like teachers weren't allowed to align with anything it was still everything was separate like um it wasn't like prominent throughout um so I graduated in 2018 and so towards the end it was getting a little bit more like that and so I loved my high school experience and I was always like yeah this was great and I'd recommend it to people but the more years passed which I haven't been gone for that long but just in the past five years that I've graduated um there have been more and more things that have come out and so now it's so I worked um I went back and worked at an after school program that um I went to as a student and um I got all those students are Westfield students so I got to see and hear from them what was happening and it was just the stark contrast of from when I was there and I don't know what happened I know there's been some changes in administration and stuff but it went from like everything being just kind of like there but we're all coexisting and everything's fine to now you're wrong for this and you're wrong for believing this and teacher had flat teachers had flags and everyone had like the pride flags everywhere so it was definitely interesting to see um I actually got um yelled at by a student when I was working there um, for being homophobic because um, apparently someone had made a comment about like something being bad and they're like oh that's so gay but I didn't hear it and she got up and she yelled at me in front of all of the students and I'm like like the worker like I am in charge and so she gets up and just yells at me and calls me homophobic and just all of these things um, because I didn't say anything even though I didn't even hear it because there was lots of students there. And so it was definitely interesting experience to like for the first time because of my inaction, I guess, to not say anything that I was now homophobic and, um, and it was a Christian organization. And so, um, I don't know, it's just been interesting. So I don't know what the question was, but my high school experience was good, but now it's definitely changed. So as you guys are doing your work with the herd, the young adult ministry, like, so what would you say, what are some of the, the young ages that you have in your ministry? What's the youngest? Uh, 18. 18. So yeah. are you having to minister to them differently than uh, some of your older? I think <laughs> once you get to be a senior, so we, 18 would be it. Technically, we approve, like, we'll accept uh, senior in their last semester of school yeah, to kind of help bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like, those people are kind of, in a sense, they're kind of, in a sense, ready to, like, grow up most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, like, this generation, like, they struggle a lot. And it does, Josephine touched on social media earlier, we're such an influencer culture uh, generation, at least that like that that is the root i really believe is the root of a lot of problems we have whether it's you know lust anxiety fear all that stuff can kind of stem from that so when we're trying to reach them we technically have 18 to 30 year olds um the reason that's picked is because statistically 18 to 28 is when most people leave the church um and that's because there's never they don't feel like there's a place for them and we wanted to create that but we kind of did the whole um, expository thing for a little bit. Um, then we just went through a book called, by Ben Stewart called Single Dating, Engaged, Married. So that hit on like all the different seasons that you mm-hmm. could be in or that you're striving for or merging into whatever, mm-hmm. um, which we got a lot of good feedback from yeah. that one. And 
I don't think like we're, we're always asking them, Hey, what would you guys like to do? Like, we don't want to, it is kind of our decision, but we also want their input because we want to do something that relates to them and resonates to them. Those younger people, yeah. we haven't really felt that they're disconnected by like, what we've done. Yeah. And I think what the attitude and the environment is there is that we're all young adults. So there's no leader of the herd. Um, no one that goes there. That's not a young adult, which is fine if that's how the pro like other programs are set up. But what it does is it allows those 18 year olds to feel like, okay, this is something different. This is not youth group where my leaders are, you know, not teenagers. You know, this is something different. I have a say in what happens. I get mm -hmm. to express what I need. I think what it also does is we've, when we did that series of single dating, engaged, married, we literally just sat up there and said, here's how to date. Like, here's what you should do. Here's what you shouldn't do. It's not necessarily like we're going through a book because what we learned is a lot of the people that go to the herd know how to read their Bibles and know how to understand the scripture. But what they need is like, here's your, here's what you need to do in life. Like, here's your advice. Like, like life skills. Life skills. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. here's how to date. Okay. You're the, that way you're walking in that relationship. Not good. And then we, we give, we talk about it. And then we have small groups discussions where we can talk about specific issues. But I think it helps having that. Here's someone that's going through it with you. Mm -hmm. Here's what we have learned just in the past. I mean, yeah. I've been married for a little bit less than a year, but here's what I learned in my so let me time. ask you a question um <clears throat> because with some of the things you're talking about that you're teaching them like the practicalities of here's how you date of navigating relationships and expectations and walking through those things with the lord would you say because i feel uh pa like parenting strategies have changed so dramatically from when i was a kid to how i parented my kids and then how i see people parenting their kids now would you say, what would, what are some, how do I want to ask? Like, what would you say are some gaps that you see where you're like, wow, I can't believe like your parents didn't teach you that or. Oh gosh. Um, I, I don't know if I've necessarily seen them within the herd, like some of it. Yes. Um, there's definitely parents who have way, I think way over sheltered their kids, which in a way yeah. isn't a terrible thing, but there's certain things that I think need to be talked about. Um, and, and that's just an opinion, really. Mm -hmm. It's not like a right or wrong, right. um, but it helps them process. And I just have, I have to focus on that because there's irony there. Like there's things you didn't talk about in the house, but Hey, if you're a boy and you think you want to have surgery to become a girl, like we're on it. <laughs> like yeah. the no, irony is a hundred percent. All of that. And I think like the, the, the harder part of it is that they, they don't talk about it, but the problem is that in in their communities, out in the public, in the world, in their workplace, in school, whatever, somebody's going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And if they're only hearing it from that perspective, which typically is a non-biblical, very far left perspective. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. we're talking about sex. Like I've, no one's oh, really saying sex, that, gender, whatever. That all I mean, of, all can, of the things. Oh, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that then that is what they hear. That's all they hear. Yeah. They never heard it from um, from their parents, mm -hmm. let alone, luckily, we at Life Church don't have this issue, but a lot of churches don't talk about it either. It's true. Right? So yeah. uh, that's, I think, the bigger part is like somebody's going to mm -hmm. talk to them about it. It might as well be the parent, which I think is the biggest issue is parents aren't comfortable or 
confident enough. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, to be able to talk about and it. I think you hit the big one is sex. I think that's one that a lot of our young adults have come in. And when, when, as we're talking about, you know, how to date and marriage and all that stuff that goes in with it and sex oh, yeah. is in there. A lot of them had, um, not, Good ideas. I mean, a good, like, an idea of what it is. Good understanding. And understanding yeah. and what that biblically looks like. And I think, uh, I mean, I didn't growing up. I was always taught that it was bad, that I shouldn't text a boy past 10 o'clock because that's when they get horny, apparently. And so that's what my, like, growing up was. So I didn't understand it. And as young adults are entering marriage, and so it's not even just, it wasn't talked mm-hmm. about necessarily, but the message that was sent was not yeah, a yeah, good that's true. message. So I'm sure some parents do actually talk about sex, but it's, how are you presenting that? Is it this horrible thing or is it something that, you know, you're not on, I think there's so much value in teaching sex as it is designed for marriage because it gives you that like idea that, okay, this is for, this is good, but it's for marriage. And so I shouldn't engage in that before um because it's not it's talking so about it. tricky as a parent because you're right there there's a healthy way to present that that is non-threatening and mm-hmm. non you know not making it the scary awful thing right but the heart of a parent especially parents in the church who are trying to raise their child in the ways of the lord is i need to do everything i can to help this child preserve their virginity until they're married and so there is this aspect of like you know you want to you do want to overprotect a little bit because if they go to public school they are being flooded eight hours a day five days a week Mm -hmm. that it's okay and we'll give you a condom and this isn't sex actually you know so it's like as a parent you're like like how do yeah. we help this well, I think that's why it's important you do talk about it is because like ross said like you're hearing it everywhere so right. even if you're not going to public school like you're like my husband was homeschooled um he was still hearing about it even from kids at youth group well like, if you're on social media you're on social media no you're in mean, contact with any media. teenager so even at like church youth group you can still find that information um so it's like because that's so readily available, that information, it's important to have that voice. And if it's, if you as a parent aren't able to have that conversation, well, um, finding people that you trust to have that conversation with your teenager, um, I think is important. It's an uncomfortable topic for people to to listen to. Like I wasn't uncomfortable. I had to give the talk on, on sex when we went through single dating, engaged, married, Mm -hmm. and I was fine with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I noticed looking out as I'm talking, a lot of people were uncomfortable. Yeah. And looking at their phones and Yeah, and that's because they weren't they they're not very they're not really they weren't exposed to those types of healthy conversations mm-hmm. in a healthy mm-hmm. format enough. Um but how how else are we supposed to teach how else was we supposed to raise up our kids once they become young adults to right. make the right decisions if we're not going to talk about it um and teach them the right way of doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's hard to, um, from a parent's perspective, because my husband and I did not grow up with faith. Um, I didn't come to know Jesus till I was 30. He was 35. So we have a whole past of, um, public high school, secular college life. And so what happens is you process 
some of the things that you went through or experienced in your secular life and you're like, not on my watch. Like, and so I don't want to say fear, but in a way, yeah, you kind of operate in fear that you do not want those kids to repeat some of the things that you've seen or said or done or whatever. So it is tricky for parents. What would you say? um, So we have, some of our listeners are parents. We we hit uh, a lot of like Christian women, especially. What are some things, um, we're at the 32 minute mark, so we'll make this our last question and then we'll make it a two part. (laughs) We can make it a two part. That's fine. We've done that before. So in case this goes away, here's like, Hey, we'll be back next week with more. Okay. Now we're going to keep talking. Um, but what would you say to parents of young adults that, um, just some things that are important for them to know, whether it's communication style or boundaries or what are some that's tough uh it's a it's a tough question because each relationship that a parent and a that's young right. adult has is so different so true um my mom and i like i love my mom to death my dad and i i, st- I still love my dad don't get don't <laughs> misread that but we don't talk like about things i it kind of came up earlier, but, uh, as a joke, but like, I genuinely only heard my dad tell me he loved me one time. Um, so he was like a very hard faced man. So like when it comes to talking to parents, like I could talk to my mom about anything. And typically that's a, a mother son relationship Mm -hmm. and they, and then there you got the, the, the dad and daughter relationship, but most daughters aren't going to talk to their dad about stuff like this. Um, unless it's done with a mom as well. But, I think like it's just patience, like what my mom did and my grandma, like they prayed over me and for me literally daily, even when I was living in sin, even when I was uh, wild about my ways and and living selfishly for myself and for the things of this world, they continue to pray for me. My grandma and mom continued to remind me of words that I said in when I was three that I I was going to feed Jesus's sheep. They reminded me that always. Oh, that's why your podcast is is called called that. Yes. Uh, But like super cool. That's, that's like, I was annoyed by it. Like, cause they kept reminding me, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, like raise your, raise your child up in the way they should go. Yeah. Right. And just continuing to pray, intercede on their behalf. There is no gap in the spirit. Right. So I love what you said about being annoyed by it, because I think um, there's a tendency that we have to be in a good place with our kids all the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to have that rub of I'm going to say things that are going to annoy you and I'm just going to let it annoy you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I'm sorry because you're annoyed. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to change the words or take it back. Yeah. Sometimes you being annoyed is okay. Well, you're the parent. (laughs) You're not their best friend. That's right. You know, yeah. you have to parent. Yeah. And part of that is is telling them things they don't want to hear that goes against the ways of this world. A lot of young adults want to be accepted in the world. So they'll do things that the world says is okay. Yeah, I think it's it's that balance of saying, you know, obviously being truthful and saying those things, but then knowing, like making sure that they know that that door is always open them to come home and to um, hang out and do all those things that maybe you once did. I think a lot of young adults are clinging on to those 
like childhood like things so like Christmas traditions with Christmas coming like those kinds of things like doing those still with your young adults and knowing that especially those college age students that that's still something that's exciting even if they might be like oh like it's still something like those traditions so having those still happening getting together there still and having that door be open um I think can be one of those bigger things that a lot of young adults struggle with that they don't feel like they can when their parents are like when they are maybe like arguing with their parents or whatever they don't feel like they can come back yeah come back home so and then I think just also acknowledging their adulthood um acknowledging their new quote-unquote independence I guess it depends on what stage they are um goes a long way to just recognizing that like you know you are an adult like you whether or not I'm agreeing with your decision you do have the ability to make your decisions and I think that even not necessarily agreeing with everything they're doing but acknowledging that you know you're an adult and you're in the stage and this is what you're doing now and I think goes a long way because sometimes I have you know friends that parents don't recognize that in their kids at all so it can be really difficult where you as a 20 year old trying to figure out where you stand in life yeah I'll, I'll be honest like when it comes to decisions that our parents don't agree with my mom she so my brother and his wife before they got married they lived together um and she would talk to me all the time about like how it really bothered her but like she can't do anything about it um my other sister who just like kind of is, is drifting and it's continual um, daily. She's kind of just drifting, um, not recognizing the power of healing through the Holy spirit and, and other things like that. And it's really gotten on her. So like, but she's involved with the church that doesn't preach or talk about the power of the Holy spirit. So when we look at it, it's like, I see her pain and struggle behind it. So as a mom and you see that, like it still may hurt and you're going to want to fight for your kids. Um, but that's not like you, you can't always yeah. like sometimes it's just someone said to them. me once and I've hung on to this in my relationship with my husband and both of my kids that God has created each of us with an individual plan and purpose. And so honestly, the prayer that I will pray often is God, you made them. They're your problem. Mm. Like mm -hmm. you are the one in charge of getting them where yeah. you want them to go. I'm not in charge of that. And so that has been such a freeing prayer mm -hmm. to literally get out of the way and say, God, I'm, I'm not going to get in the way of your plan for my kids or for my husband. They are literally your problem. Mm -hmm. And I'm your daughter and I'm struggling. So I'm your problem too. I need yeah. help to, to cope and manage that. But releasing them to the Holy Spirit, I think more people have been prayed into the kingdom by praying moms and grandmas. Yeah. I just imagine like it there's really going to be is. a special party for moms and grandmas that have <laughs> yeah. prayed kids there into the kingdom be. because yeah. it is a common story. Well, hey, we're, we're hitting that time, but I don't want to get off here before we talk a little bit about the herd, uh, your revision conference, 2023. Uh, the feed the sheet podcast. You got a lot of things going I on. Do, okay. So. I do a lot of things. And when, so let me take it back to passion 2020. Yeah. Um, passion 2020. I was sitting there in Mercedes Benz stadium, 65,000 college students, young adults. Devin and I were sitting there. Louie just spoke powerful message. Worship begins. And I'm kind of just sitting there in the presence of the Lord, just taking it all in. And 
and I very clearly hear uh, the voice of the Lord. He says, "You're gonna, you're gonna do this in Indianapolis," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> because I'm sitting there, fresh in a relation, like a real relationship with Jesus, and I'm like, uh, "I don't know how this is gonna work," um, but okay. And I talked with Devin about it on our way home. I said, Hey man, this is what I heard. And he was like, awesome, do it. Like he wasn't, he didn't question it or anything, but that was 2020. Um, and then comes summer of 2021 and, uh, I'd kind of put it off, just been praying about this word that he's given to me. And, and I said, and, and I was in a moment of prayer one morning and God very clearly was like, all right, it's time to go. Like start start moving on it. And then that's when I started putting a team together. Um, I, you know, founded Revision and uh, that's our young adult conference that we do. First one we put on was 2022. Um, but when I was thinking of a team, I was like, well, I need a worship director um, and production director. And then I also kind of need like a director of operations, which is where Josephine comes to play because she's way more she's organized. She's very gifted. <laughs> she is yeah. very gifted. And I was like, I Thank need you. somebody uh, like this that's going to be on my team to really keep me in check. And just a lot of that. Really? There that's was. like most of the job description. No. <laughs> just look at him. No. So I literally asked her and, they, and, and her and Caleb talked about it and yeah. they're like, yeah, we'll do it. And then just so that first one we had was July mm-hmm. of 2022. But yeah. seven months prior to that, we launched the herd. Um, yeah, it was kind of crazy how it all like intersect. So they're two different things. Two different things. Revision. That was very confusing for me. Yeah. I had a hard time wrapping is, my yeah, brain. The herd is through Life Church, but we have five different church four there's a lot of people that four different churches represented from yeah church. yeah which, so is, which is great which is the goal I, we wanted to open up a community yeah. for young adults yeah. in the area because mm-hmm. nice. not every church has a young adult thing right that's right so yeah, uh, young adults crazy. and middle schoolers are the two stages of life where they fall through the cracks mm-hmm. yeah yeah so we kind of launched that in January. Well, the life group launch, I guess, was the first yeah. time. So maybe January, February time. I think, yeah, February. Maybe. At the beginning of 2022. Yeah, the beginning of this year, actually. Yeah. It hasn't even been a full so year So what yet. do you have coming up? Oh, goodness. Well, things. So, yeah, so we have revision. So revision, um, we have a Christmas party coming up. This Saturday. This point, I don't know if this is going to be up or not. By this Saturday, December tenth. December tenth. Um, we're going to have a fundraiser. Oh wow, that's like this Saturday. Yeah. Like this Saturday. <laughs> I'll get yeah. it up. We'll get it up in time. <laughs> that's for young adults, and then we'll have a fundraiser in March. That will be for people who are passionate about young adults that would like mm-hmm. to invest into this. It's a five hundred one c three revision is, and so we want to be able to do more conferences and more. Um, more events yep. and all that stuff. So we'll have a fundraiser in March for those who aren't, I mean, you can be a young adult, but those who are interested Want to pour in into this generation. Yeah. Um, and then I will have revision 2023 in July. Uh, July 22nd, 23rd of July 2023. 22nd, now, is there a central location where I can find There's all a website. of Revisionconference.com. There it is. So that uh, has information on the herd, has, the conference. Uh, so not the, not the herd. herd. Where do I find about the herd? So the herd, because the herd is like now weekly. Lifechurchgiant.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Um, but yeah, so the herd is yeah. We meet every the second and fourth Tuesday at seven thirty. And if Life there's Church a fifth Church Tuesday, Tuesday, we'll meet. Yeah, we meet. As it's well. confusing. I know. We're having a worship night tonight. Yep, first Wednesday worship. Uh, however, 
so that's all that. And then, uh, as pastor Tina also mentioned, feed the sheep for those who didn't catch on, that is the name of my podcast, which I haven't posted since September because yeah. life got busy. Because he hasn't invited Josephine or myself. I am not, I'm not involved why. in that lane of go. his life, so that's that probably true. why. He probably would have had some really great episodes to Honestly, put on in okay. October. Hey, you guys are both invited. <laughs> Boom. Uh, so that is found on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon. I will say you can also reach these two at Ross at LifeChurchIn.com and <laughs> Josephine at LifeChurchIn.com. Yes, email our work email. Honestly, if you just want to call me or text me with any questions you have, it's 765 I have a goal for you for 2023. You need a website or for at what? minimum a web page. For me? For all of your young adult stuff. Oh. Or just like I gotta find projects. the herd. I gotta find I was gonna the say, herd. I have a lot of projects. That's <laughs> yeah. why I need Josephine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey guys, you guys, like I said before, two of my favorites. Thank you so Thank much you. for your time. And mm-hmm. we will put, um, I'll put a link on to revision.com in the show notes. Uh, we'll, Down below. we'll put a link to the, the feed the like, sheep comment, podcast no, that took YouTube. place in September. I actually have like six to post, like they're recorded. I just, Why have you just them posted out. them. Cause I didn't That's love the them. easiest part is oh, just hitting word. post. I'm, 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 anyway. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Well, thank you guys again so, so much. We went over our, our time, but it's okay. It was all good stuff. I didn't feel like that. Bless the world. Bless the world. Hey, guys, this has been the Shooting Straight Podcast. I'm Tina. Wendy's out. Keep us both in your prayer. And uh, we love truth. You guys love truth, right? Amen. Amen. Even when it hurts.